You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Welcome to Beyond the Headlines with your host, veteran journalist Darren Nichols. Welcome to another edition of Beyond the Headlines. I'm your host, Darren Nichols. My guest today, Teresa Baldus, has been on the forefront of the issue of sexual assault in Jamaica since last fall. She's been featured naturally on Good Morning America and CBS News about the cover-ups of rapes. And I'll add, she's one of my favorite people and reporters. Welcome, Teresa. <laughs> Hi, Darren. Thanks for having me. And uh, on a side note, and this is a, a inside joke between us, as long as you don't hang up on me like you did one of our fantasy football years, we'll be all good. <laughs> we can talk about that. Okay. It sounds good. Sounds good. <laughs> um, so so tell us, tell us about what you've been covering as it relates to the Jamaican resort issue and what it means, what it's all about. Okay. Sure, sure. Well, I'll start out first by saying, if anyone has seen these stories and may be wondering, why is the free press writing about Jamaica? Why does the free press care so much about sexual assault at Jamaican resorts or sexual harassment? Uh, it started last fall. Uh, two women from Detroit were there celebrating a birthday uh, in their resort, and uh, in the middle of the night, uh, someone crawled up their balcony with a gun and raped them both at gunpoint. Uh, one of the women managed to pull the gun away from one of them, from, from, the, from the guy, and she shot him twice. He fled. Uh, anyway, they caught the guy. He's been charged, and I came into work, and, and I had to find these women and interview them. And what I just told you is uh, essentially what, what they told me. So it started off being a story about two women from Detroit who were raped at a, an all-inclusive resort in Jamaica. And what stuck out in me uh, with that story was they said that when, when they left, I mean, as horrifying as, as the rape was, what happened to them afterward was, was startling. No one really believed them. And uh, the woman who shot the guy said she was actually glad he had a gun because if he didn't, they, they may not have believed them even more. But uh, the response they got from the authorities in Jamaica and the resorts were that, oh, the, you know, this never happens here. We, you know, we're, we're so sorry. This is an isolated incident. We've never heard of this happening. And they heard that over and over again. So then when I called down there, I heard the same thing. They said, oh, you know, this never happens here. This is rare. And, and in one case, the, the police were trying to say that it was a story of a, of a sex romp gone bad. Actually, they used some more vulgar terms than that, but I, I won't repeat them. So I, I started looking into it, and I thought, okay, let, let's see how common or uncommon it is. And what I found out were um, that the State Department for the last decade, almost every year, has issued a travel alert to this country. And they had statistics and data that basically showed that uh, an estimated one American a month is, report, is uh, raped in Jamaica. And that's just Americans. And those are just the ones reporting it. So I, I knew I was onto something bigger. So, uh, so I just started looking into that. And more and more women started coming forward. And I just thought it was important and still think it's important to let people know what, if this does happen to them when they're there, you know, what the reaction might be. How often is it happening? Uh, you know, is Jamaica on top of this issue? So anyway, have I rambled enough? No, 
you're you're doing you're doing you're doing great. You're doing great. And good. so good. Good. And and you sort of led me to my next question. Talk to, talk to me a little bit about sure. and explain to our listeners a little bit about the significance of the story and the issue, particularly as it relates um, to rapes of American tourists. And so, sure. I mean, t- talk to me a little bit about that as well. Okay. Well, I mean, anywhere you know, rape or sexual assault happens, it's it's obviously wrong. It's horrible, and it shouldn't happen, and we should take it seriously. But what's particularly, uh, I guess, maybe noteworthy about what's going on in Jamaica is that the Americans, um, we're their number one tourist there. We spend over a billion dollars a year, Americans do, in Jamaica. Uh, it's like the third most popular uh, vacation destination for Americans. We go there. We spend a lot of money, and the, 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 it's happening inside the resorts, the place they tell you that uh, you know you're going to be safe. You know, there's a travel advisory now. You you can't go anywhere uh, in some of the parts in in, in Jamaica. The, the State Department has issued another travel alert. Uh, the embassies have been warned. I mean, it's it, they've got a lot of violence in the country. So people who still go think, okay, well, I'm going to the resorts. I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be safe. And um, what what you end up happening is that uh, there's this culture there that sort of condones sexual harassment, and so the atmosphere is sort of ripe for something bad to happen. And and you know here we have this hashtag Me Too movement going on in the United States and worldwide, and we're like, well, what what's happening in Jamaica? You know, is anybody taking this seriously? And you know, the more phone calls I'm getting, the more people coming forward. You know, I'm finding out all these just horrible examples of how women are treated uh, when they're there. And, and, and they're paying a lot of money, you know, to go have a good time to relax. And instead, they, you know, they've got men working there, hitting on them nonstop, cornering them, in some cases, you know, sexually assaulting them. And, and then the people aren't believed. I, I think the world needs to know that, uh, uh, you know, that this, this place that, uh, advertises itself as, you know, this carefree, laid-back, beautiful place to visit, which it is. It absolutely is. Millions of people go there and nothing happens. But there is uh, uh, an environment there, um, uh, sort of a, a cultural uh, acceptance of, of men behaving badly. And and I, I think they need to answer for that. Sure. And so what this is sort of mean for for Jamaica itself, because, you know, when you're traveling aboard, it can be quite difficult or it can be um, tricky because when you when you travel abroad, you kind of let your guard down. You think you're going to be safe. Um, you potentially do um, things that you wouldn't do, say, in the city of Detroit or in other sure bad areas. Sure. And so talk talk sure. to me a little bit about what that means for Jamaica itself and does it show whether Jamaica is less safe than other places um in the world and do other places have other similar issues as well? Sure. Well, let's start first with, is, is Jamaica the only place that this happens to it? Absolutely not. Obviously, um, you know, this, this happens all over the world. Again, the reason we're focusing on Jamaica is because it started off with two Detroit women, and then actually we found two Michigan more uh, women who were uh, raped at another, at, a, at another resort, and, and, and they have since sued. And, and there are many, uh, you know, I found a couple dozen women who reported being sexually assaulted there. And these are the ones that were willing to talk. But um, 
but but is it just Jamaica? No. Let's if if you look at the Caribbean, there have been travel alerts issued to some of the other countries, but the statistics aren't there, so we don't have the numbers. Jamaica, uh, to its credit, tracks um, uh, 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 a lot of these crimes. And they partner with the State Department and the U.S. embassies there, and and they actually have these numbers. Now, like for example, the Bahamas, they they stopped tracking crime incidents uh, I, I, five years ago, maybe longer. I don't remember. It's in one of my stories. I apologize. I don't remember That's off the okay. top of my head. But the State Department has warned about, for example, um, the jet ski rapes are are common there, and they warn women to be careful about that. You go run a jet ski. So Jamaica, you know, Jamaica's been. Not Jamaica. I'm sorry. The Bahamas has been cited for that. Um, you know, the Dominican Republic, as we know, we just now have this couple um, that it's got everybody's sort of uh, radar up. You know what's going on there. We don't know if there was anything that the various of that or if it was criminal at all. But um, the Dominican Republic has been said all all a lot of the places have in the Caribbean. But the only reason we know more about Jamaica is because they actually track it. Okay. Um, Okay. And tourism is such a big part of that country that, um, you know, uh, the the country itself is is doing. You know, they're they're trying. They're trying to respond. I I, I know the resorts are. I I know that um, they, they launched this uh, security wide audit or island wide audit of of the resorts to find out what can we do to make people feel safer here. That's supposed to wrap up in June. Um, you know, the the country is trying to respond. You know, what needs to happen down the road, I think, is just going to take a lot, lot, lot longer. And that is uh, convincing people that, you know, it should not be acceptable to let men behave the way that they behave down there. You're you're talking about, you know, piercing the consciousness of of, uh, of a society that, you know, for a long time has accepted this. And it, that doesn't happen overnight. Sure. And, uh, but, and but, you, but you ask. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Keep going. Well, you were saying, you know, what, what can we do, you know, when you go there to travel? You know, I, I have friends ask me all the time, should I not go? I, I don't discourage anybody from traveling there. And I think, you know, hey, you grab travel with a group of friends, you stay together. Like, when you go anywhere, I would give somebody the same advice. In Jamaica, I would still say stick to the resorts um, because they are, uh, you know, the, the country itself is very violent and, and they have a lot of problems. They've got problems with gangs and shootings and robberies and rapes outside the resort. So if you're going to go, I'd say stick to the resorts and don't go anywhere alone, even inside the resorts. Have someone with you. I mean, there, are, there aren't... Uh, the guy who crawled up the balcony and, and, and raped these two women at gunpoint, there was no video footage of them. There, was, there were no surveillance cameras on those balconies outside there. I think that's something that Jamaica really has to answer for, and so do all those resorts. You know, if you're going to have this many travelers, you know, they get... I was it uh, hit four billion visitors a year, or was it four million? I may wow. be okay. off here. I apologize. <laughs> the number, anyway, they they get millions of people there every year. Okay, travelers, and um, you know, you 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 got to have security cameras everywhere. And I hear this from a lot of people. They walk around; it feels dark and creepy at night in the hallways, or uh, you know, and and these resorts where these problems have happened, they didn't have they didn't have security cameras. Wow. Okay. And so tell me a little bit about the racial makeup of the people who are um, who have been involved in these incidents and and whether um, what what you've seen in that or does it run, you know, the the entire spectrum of 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 race races who have um, been involved in these incidents? Do you mean the the, The victims? uh, Yes. The race of the victims? Yes. Um, 
the 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 vast majority of victims I've spoken with are all white. Okay. Um, There have been a couple of African-American women, but almost all of them have been white. Okay. Uh, And I I, I mean, and they've all been American. There are a couple. Actually, I, I take that back. One of the key victims I spoke with, which was, in in my opinion, one of the more startling anecdotes, one of the most incidents was a girl from South Africa, and she was a nanny for a family in West Virginia, and they were down at a resort, and she says she was drugged and raped, and she woke up at like five in the morning, didn't know where she was. Her she had choke marks on her neck, her body ached. She went back to her room. She she was dizzy, couldn't recollect what had happened. You know, she woke up naked, crying in a shower stall. And her, her mother, her, the, well, we'll call her her, the woman, the, the West Virginia woman, took her immediately to the police. They filed a report. They took her to a hospital. She had a rape kit down every, uh, you know, fast forward. Any, uh, fast forward, they never did anything with that. Um, and they knew who the guy was. There was, they had, they had video. That hotel had, uh, that resort had video surveillance of the guy, and they still would not release it to this girl. She called me from South Africa, and I'll never forget this phone call. And she was very upset, and she was crying, and she said, listen, this resort paid my family, my host family off. They flew to their home in West Virginia. They told them, listen, you guys got to be quiet. You can't talk about this. They paid them $25,000 to be quiet, to take all their mentionings of the incident off social media. The family took the money. And and the girl, in the meantime, is saying, somebody show me the surveillance uh, footage of the guy who did this to me. The, the hotel would not release it to her. The police still won't give her her own police report. Hmm. And um, her family gets the money. So she said, nobody, I'm the one who was raped, and no one cares. No one will listen to me. And I said, I will. And I took her story, and, you know, I'll tell you what, there was nothing more rewarding than watching her story be on the front page of USA Today with a picture of her, the choke marks on her neck. And I thought, you know, when people think no one's listening, that's what we do. We listen. Right. You, you, you give a, a voice to the, to the voiceless. I mean, this, this little girl all the way down in South Africa who feels helpless and hopeless and completely screwed over, you know, had her voice heard right. loud and clear. And that, that sort of leads me to my next question. Um, how does it feel to to be a journalist who is involved in an international um, sort of story and, you know, are dealing with international officials and all of that? Because that is not, you know, um, from one journalist to another. Um, that is not something that we typically do on a daily basis, right? So, how no. do, so you know, explain to to our readers, put put them in your place and, and just sort of what that, that means in terms of um, being on top of not only a huge story, but a huge story internationally. You know, the word that comes to mind is daunting. <laughs> um, you know, there are some days I, I'm, uh, I mean, it, it, it it feels good and it feels right, but it's also very daunting. I need to make sure I'm right. I need to make sure I'm accurate. And, you know, when this all started out, I came into work one day and it started out, it was a daily story that said, Teresa, you know, we've got a report that two women from Detroit were raped in Jamaica. Can you find anything out? And and I thought I was just doing a, a simple crime story, you know, not simple, but, you know, a routine, you know, call, find the police, what happened. And then it just, 
it got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And um, uh, probably at the, you know, I I feel probably the, the strongest and most passionate about anything I've ever written with this story because it did get so big. It does affect so many. And I... I I'm beginning to feel that there's change on the horizon. You know, it's it's going to lead to something. I, I see change. You know, every time I turn around, something else is happening. You know, first they call the audit of the of, of the uh, of the hotel industry. I look, okay, good. Jamaica's looking closely at their at their hotels. They need to do this. You know, I, I you know we I get letters threatening to you know we're going to sue you and and uh, you know cease and desist, take it all down. And I'm like, I'm not taking anything down. You know, right? This, this is all on the record, I, you know, and, and, you know, I keep going back to that word daunting because some days I just, I want to treat it like a story I'm covering in federal court here where, uh, you know, it's, it's the FBI or the DEA or the ATF finding the sure. stuff and I just take it from the court dockets, but now I'm creating the record and, and that's very, um, it's gratifying. It feels good. And and it just um, you know I mean it, it's what we're supposed to be doing sure. and um, I uh, it, it, as a journalist I mean it's it's an awesome feeling okay. uh, it's humbling um, but uh, also very nerve wracking some days <laughs> and you're doing a good job at it just just so that I can say that on the record you're doing a great job of it just so that oh, thanks, you, you know that thank um, you. And, Thank you. Oh, you're very welcome. Of course, of course. And <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, I I read your stories all the time, um, and, and not just, um, not just the Jamaica story. I I've, I read all of your stuff that comes out of federal court. I've read your. I'm reading your Mickey stuff. So uh, you're you're not talking to someone who is, um, just sort of interviewing you right now. Um, you're talking to someone who you know, read your stuff constantly and um, is a is a reader of the paper all of the time. So I'm not say, saying that to be saying that I'm saying it as someone who um, has followed your work, um, not only with this particular story, but with all of the stories that you've done. Um, and so um, speaking of one of the, the stories that you've done um, recently, talk a little talk to me a little bit about. Um, the travel advise, advisor story last week, and just sort of, sort of what that means for travelers. Okay, um, what happened with TripAdvisor, and this goes back to uh, the original Jamaica report when, it, when the first started writing about Jamaica. TripAdvisor, uh, which is the world's largest uh, online travel company, essentially. So if you want to find anything about where you're traveling to, any restaurant, any hotels, the resorts, everything, TripAdvisor has, they've got millions and millions and millions of reviews of places all over the world. And um, TripAdvisor announced in mid-May that they were going to start uh, making it easier for people to go on their website and find out what hotels or resorts have been cited for uh, sexual assault, and sexual misconduct. So, for example, if you want to visit a certain hotel in a certain big city, you look it up on their site, and all these reviews come up. You don't have to read every single one to look for the word sex or sexual assault or, you know, it'll, a, a little box comes up and it says safety alert. 
uh, and you click on that box, and then any reviews that people have written about that have to do with something, uh, a crime that occurred there, um, uh, it w- will come up. Um, now, TripAdvisor did this, and again, this was gratifying. They they said this was the results of your reporting. After your stories about Jamaica came out, we said, what can we do to better get this information to people? Okay. And um, and, and I, I still remember that when I first started, you know, first was the Detroit women, then I found more victims and a lot of victims, then I found the problems more widespread, and then I found out some resorts were covering it up. That's been the series of the investigation. And, and, and the resorts that were covering up were paying off people and having people sign non-disclosure agreements not to talk about certain things that happened at the resort. And, and, and some people did it. Some people said, heck no, I'm not doing this. And and many more are still coming in saying the same things happened. I'm just, just as recently as... Uh, uh, about two weeks ago, another woman same came back, had an unfortunate incident, and and their offer to her was, you know, here's a couple of massages, uh, and how about a free trip and a non-disclosure agreement? You're not going to talk about this. So the cover-ups are, are, are alarming, <laughs> and you know, uh, it's a big part of the problem. Sure. But uh, going back to TripAdvisor, I remember it was after when I first wanted to find out how widespread this was. So I had the the State Department data to go with, but I wanted more than just numbers. I wanted, you know actual people that this had gone through. So I went on TripAdvisor and I started looking for reviews and, you know, just going again, I mean, it was thousands of them just going and I, I was finding women that had made these complaints and then I tracked them down and, and, and interviewed them. So I went back to TripAdvisor and I said, listen, your site is, is, is useful and everything, but is there anything you guys can do to make it easier? I mean, I, I spent weeks trying to find these complaints. I said, and if me as a reporter who's dedicated to doing this has such a hard time doing it, I can't imagine the general public, you know, sure. it, it does take, you know, they're never going to find it. And, and the guy said to me, he's like, thanks. That's a, that's a good suggestion. And I'll come back to you. Bam. Fast forward six months later, they called me up. And they said, guess what? We're rolling out this new safety tool because of your story. So thank you. I thought you'd like to know. So, so going forward for, for travelers, I mean, if you're going anywhere, you know, not just Jamaica, anyway, you're going to France, you're going to Germany, you're going to Portugal, uh, China, anywhere you go, you can go on the site on, on TripAdvisor. And if you are interested in a particular property there, a resort or a hotel or a restaurant or any destination you want to go to, you plug it in and all the reviews of that place will come up. There'll be thousands of them. And if something in the last year has happened there that's either a robbery, a drugging, a death, um, a kidnapping, a rape, uh, the little box will come up. It says safety warning. Click on the box, and then you'll see the negative reviews there uh, of, of incidents that have allegedly happened. However, here's the downside. It only does it for the last year. Hmm. Well, I found a ton of bad things that have happened at resorts that happened more than a year ago. Sure. And what they what they weren't doing with Jamaica, what was particularly frustrating is they said they would flag sexual misconduct, but they haven't. And initially when I first started doing this, I, I had so many people call me about sexual harassment. I said, you know what? I'm not writing about sexual harassment in Jamaica. I'm writing about sexual assault. And they said, yeah, but sexual, when they're so loose, uh, you know, with sexual harassment, uh, you know, it sets the climate up for this kind of thing. If men are comfortable saying all these things they are that they say to us and do to us, you know, it's more possible for something worse to happen down the road. So then I turned back and I thought, okay, I'm going to write about sexual harassment. And you can't find any of those complaints on on TripAdvisor Mm, unless you look for them yourself. 
which involves like plugging in all these search terms. And uh, so, but, but, but TripAdvisor, to its credit, is the only company out there that does this. There are others that, that you can go on. Um, when there's like Expedia, Orbitz, I'm just throwing these names out there. Sure. I don't believe they have made a concerted effort like this to help travelers um, find out how safe or unsafe a particular property may be. They're more in it. It's strictly business. It's you come to our site, you want to, you know, you book these hotels and you can book them. Their trip advisor is, uh, you know, they've taken some heat over the years. They're like, you know, you're scrubbing your your site clean of, of negative reviews. And, and TripAdvisor's like, no, 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 we're not. And and I got to tell you, to, again, to TripAdvisor's credit, a lot of the stuff I found was on TripAdvisor. Okay. okay. And so what do you see next coming out of this story? Where, where do you see it taking uh, you as a reporter um, going forward? Well, I want to see what the uh, I, I want to see what what their audit's going to find. I want to see what it is that they discovered about themselves. I'm always skeptical about a country that orders an audit, um, and they hired an American to do it. <laughs> this, hmm. He's he's a rabbi from Texas, okay. and he's known internationally for being a travel security expert. He helps countries do this, and you know, sort of a a fix it guy he tells you what to do, what not to do, gives advice, and so he. he He's going to look at what all what they found at all the properties. I mean, they didn't do all of them. Jamaica's got one thousand one hundred and nine properties, which blew my mind. Hmm. Um, but they're you know they're going to look at some of the main ones and where incidents have been reported. And uh, and at the end of June, they're going to you know issue a report with their findings and recommendations. So um, I, I'm curious to see what that says and specifically about security. You know how many security cameras are on that island and where are they? Okay. Okay. And so the summer months are coming up, as you know. Can you mm-hmm. give um, you you mentioned a few earlier, but can you give folks uh, some travel tips that will help them uh, with their safety? Not necessarily just with sexual assault, but just um, when they're anywhere, whether it's Italy, whether it's Rome, whether it's France, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, whether it's Jamaica, um, that will help them. Uh, to stay uh, secure when when they're abroad. They're tra- traveling, right. First and foremost, whatever country you're going to, first, if you're going to travel overseas, go on to the State Department's website and see if they've issued a travel alert. There was not one single woman I interviewed from Jamaica who had any idea that the State Department had issued travel alerts year after year after year um, to, to this place. So number one, go uh, check and see if the State Department has issued any type of travel alert to that country or to that region. Um, and secondly, after that, I, I would go on TripAdvisor and and plug in the properties that you're you're looking for, see what they're known for, what they're not known for. You know, and it's hard. I mean, somebody could get a negative review for for something. You know, that doesn't mean that the place is unsafe, but definitely raises some red flags. Um, uh, and, and when you go, uh, if I were a woman, I don't think I'd travel alone anywhere. And I hate saying that; it sounds awful. But uh, you, you, and if you're going to, you got to keep your guard up. There's a lot of women solo, female travelers who travel alone. There is a fantastic website. Um, out there. Uh, I mentioned it in my first story. 
and and that's what they do. They uh, it's the solo female traveler, I think it's called, and and they they rank places like what are the best places to go for women, and it's and and it includes actually TripAdvisor has it within their site, so you can go into a community forum if you want to know what it's like as a woman traveler, what have they encountered when they travel alone. Go on TripAdvisor. They have a whole section dedicated just to that. You can find other women who've done it, you know, what places are good for this, what places are not. Family-friendly, you, you want to know what places, you know, are safe for kids. Uh, it's on there as well. But do, do, do your research. Read the reviews, you know. Um, and I know everyone says, you know, it's human nature that, uh, you know, you could have a place that has 400 glowing reviews and only 10 negative ones. I'm sorry, but read the negative ones. Because what's in them could be uh, involve your safety. You know, we're not talking about the food stunk or, you know, my view was terrible. The sheets didn't get changed. Okay, you're gonna you can get panned for that. But the safety stuff, if 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 you know, uh, the, a lot of these resorts that I that, that that I've written about where this has happened, yes, they they had glowing reviews, many of them. But you know, if your safety's at risk and you've got you know, men running around the resort, cornering women, following them to their rooms and everything. You, you, you need to know that. So read the negative reviews, every single one of them. Okay. Okay. Well, and, 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 and with your kids, I, I mean, I mean, we all know, I mean, this is, you, you don't let your kids out of your sight. Sure. I, I, I would never leave my children in a hotel room alone. Not after what I've read and what I've seen. Sure. Um, you know, people have access to your rooms. They know when you're coming and, and, and uh, you know, when you're going. Uh, another tip is, is that is particularly when you're about to leave, a lot of times if something bad has happened and it's an inside job, they're going to do it in these kinds of, like, the night before you're leaving. Because mm. a lot of times people just want to get the hell out of there. They don't want to deal with going to the police, and they just bail and they leave. Okay. Um, this is for, you know, so... So don't let your guard down ever. I mean, I want to scare people. You got to want to go have fun and do this, but you know, don't leave your kids alone. Sure. Women try not to travel alone, and if you do, uh, you know, you got to keep your guard up. You got to be careful all the time. Okay. And uh, you know, I'd use the chain lock on my door. <laughs> I, I understand. I understand. <laughs> yeah. I understand. You know, completely. But. Uh, you know, and, 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 and again, with Jamaica, you know, going back to Jamaica, it is a beautiful country and they get so fired up and so upset. You know, this is going to hurt our economy. This is tourism is everything. And no one, no one disputes that Jamaica has beautiful beaches and, and, and beautiful hotels and uh, the scenery is gorgeous and the vibe is cool and fun and laid back. But, you know, you also can't uh, have resorts where, Men are going up to women in the middle of a buffet line and telling them things they'd like to do with them. Right. Okay. Okay. Well, Teresa, um, before we get out of here, I want you to give a shameless plug to some of the other things that you're working on um, and let people know um, all of the wonderful things that you'll be covering for the Free Press, uh, you know, in the next few days, in the next few weeks. <laughs> oh, you're Actually, I, I'm working on a very cool story right now, and it should be in tomorrow's uh, free press that I'm very excited about. I don't know if readers saw it, but um, hopefully they did. Or, or uh, there was a it was a Jane Doe case. It was about a woman who was killed 37 years ago. She was raped and killed uh, in in Lake Tahoe, left on a hiking trail to die. No one ever reported her missing. 
No one ever came looking for her, so they buried her as a Jane Doe. Fast forward 37 years later, DNA evidence helped figure out who she was and genealogy records, and she turned out to be from Detroit, but still, no, and they found the killer doing this too, by the way. They found out, they found out 37 years later who she was and who her killer was. It's an old cold case, and they used, uh, uh, the, the webs, the, uh, help me here, Darren, uh, when people want to find ancestry sites, ancestry.com okay. and they'll, you know, so, so you have uh, genealogy experts that are working with law enforcement that tap into all these DNA databases out there for people who are trying to find like missing relatives, trace their family trees, yada, yada, yada. And that's how they found out who this woman, Jane Doe, they call her sheep's flat Jane Doe because she died on the hiking trail known as the sheep's, sheep's flat area in, right. uh, in uh, near Lake Tahoe. But uh, anyway, fast forward, no one knew who she was. Uh, we now know her name. She was from Detroit. She went to Mackenzie High School, and the police were only able to find one photograph of her that was from a Mackenzie High School yearbook from 1968. Wow. Nothing else. All her family is dead. Her distant rel- Anybody living so far, uh, her, her distant relatives were able to confirm her identity you know, through their DNA, but they had no stories to share. No one knew her. No one had ever met her. So fast forward, getting to the point here, bearing the lead, I found her high school friends. Okay, great. And there, and, um, and, and one woman, um, she stood up for her at her wedding. Uh, the, the girl's name was Mary Sevilla. That's the victim. And this woman called me from Colorado and she said, Oh my God. And she's just crying. She said, I knew Mary. She said she was my bridesmaid at my wedding. You know, I remember when she moved from Detroit, she said she was going to California, and then we lost touch over the years. So, And I found the, a group of the kids that she hung out with in northwest Detroit at an old hamburger place. And so I'm putting together a story about who this girl was because wow. nobody really knew. Wow. Sounds like sounds like a great That's, story. You know, as usual. Yeah. yeah. As usual. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Before we get out of here, give me, give me your final thoughts on uh, everything that we've talked about today and then give another shameless plug as to how people can find you um, because okay. no reporter is <laughs> any good without getting tips from the public. So um, give, right. give, us your right. final, give us your final thoughts on everything that you've talked about today and uh, also okay. give people uh, contact information of how to get a hold of you. Sure, sure. Uh, well, as it pertains to Jamaica, um, you know, what I, I really want people to understand and realize is that I, th- I think this country is coming to a self-awareness uh, about a, a problem that they have, and that is uh, uh, women being mistreated. And if it comes to them through their tourism industry, I, my bigger hope would be that it trickles down to their country it's not wrong just for American tourists to be raped. It's wrong for Jamaican women to be raped, um, for girls to be able to walk to school in Jamaica and, and not have to worry about being raped and nobody doing anything about it. I mean, first you want to combat the crime, but also you want your society to care and you want them to care more. And and and, and I think that this, this reporting is, is is somehow playing a role in that. At least I hope it does. And... Um, and, 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 you know, uh, I don't want to say don't be afraid to travel to Jamaica, but don't, don't don't be afraid to travel to Jamaica. Just be smart. And, and, and if something bad happens, speak loudly, complain loudly. 
Um, and uh, if you want to find me, if you have any tips about anything going on, because my beat here is is justice. That's uh, I used to, I covered essentially just the federal courts where I, I, I you know cover a lot of public corruption, drugs, uh, civil suits. Um, but now I'm I'm sort of the justice person. I write about people who've been wronged, which is probably all of us, right? Absolutely. Um, but if something's ha- if something's happened to someone and you think it's unfair, if you see something going on in your neighborhood, in your school, in your community, to yourself that just reeks of injustice, that just doesn't seem right, and you want to bring change, you know, send send me tips. Call you know, and and you can reach me at my work email, which is t baldus at freepress dot com. That's t b a l d a s at freepress.com. You can find me on Twitter. My uh, Twitter handle is at tbaldis. And um, yeah, or you can leave a, I'll give you my work number, 313-223-4296. Hopefully my phone line starts ringing right now. <laughs> That's That sounds good to me. But, uh, you know, we're only as good as uh, as, as people who uh, tips who are willing to come forward, you know, with the, not just like law enforcement here, but you know we we need uh, we need people to speak up, and when they speak up, we listen. Yes, we're only as good as the people who provide us information. Exactly. You know, and thank you. So thank Alrighty. you, Teresa. I appreciate oh, you Darren, taking you. taking out time and right. you know of your busy day because I know the day is is super yes. super crazy today. So I really do it appreciate is. you it taking is. taking out time and speaking with us today and. Um, good luck with everything good. that you're working on over the next uh, few days and all of that good stuff. And, um, you know, maybe we'll do this again on something else. Yeah, so, sounds good. Everybody get tomorrow's paper. It, it's going to be a good one on the, on the mystery, the mysterious Jane Doe who was killed 37 years ago and who her friends in Detroit were. And you can also read all of that on Freep.com, my shameless promotion of our awesome, awesome website. That sounds good to me. That sounds good to me. All right. Well, thank okay. you. Thank you very much. All right, much. Darren. All right. Well, thank you. you f- Take care. Thank you. And that's it for Nick for the uh, this edition of Beyond the Headlines. And uh, we will see you next week. As we leave Beyond the Headlines, I want to give our listeners an inspirational quote for you guys to ponder each week as you get ready for the new show. It's from Dr. Martin Luther King. It reads, If you can't fly, then run. If you can't run, then walk. If you can't walk, then crawl. But whatever you do, you have to keep moving forward. Until next time, we'll see you on Beyond the Headlines.